<laughs> this is pretty much how our podcast is going to go. <laughs> I might just, honestly, I might just leave all this in. Right. Let me just do an intro. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a very b- poor timing for me to have allergies. <clears throat> right. Of the seasonal <laughs> variety. People like look at you and hit. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. or like if you have any kind of like phlegm or anything, they're like, you have coronavirus. And I'm like, okay, no, I don't. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Completely <laughs> <clears throat> different anyway, but no one's paying attention to those small details. Any kind of sickness at this point. I mean, what are facts anyway? <laughs> No one knows. That's another thing. Did you see the pictures I posted or the picture I posted earlier of the flowers that I bought? No. Hold on. Let me look at them. So this local, yeah, it's on my Twitter page. Um, This local florist posted that this bride had like four days notice to cancel her wedding. Mm -hmm. And she like obviously with four days out, she had bought all these flowers and everything. And so she put together bouquets of different sizes that you could actually purchase and um, help the bride, like, offset the cost of having to cancel her wedding for four days out. And they're beautiful. Anyway. That's amazing. I thought it was so great. I was like, of course I will buy flowers. Also, it's going to be my birthday, and it's going to be, like, the saddest birthday of all time on (laughs) Tuesday. So, yeah, I need need something pretty. (laughs) You definitely deserve flowers although i'm of the opinion that everyone deserves flowers all of the time correct big fan big fan of flowers oh my god i'm looking at them now they're so pretty aren't they beautiful i was like that's amazing first of all this bride has excellent taste (laughs) second of all i hope she has the most gorgeous wedding because these are beautiful (laughs) so pretty what is like there are that is kind of like the nice thing there are all of these little bits of like Nice. There's good. There's good to find if you if you can. Oh, Kenny Rogers died. I know. It's a bummer, right? It's okay. I literally just saw that. Okay. <laughs> this is Let pretty me. much how our podcast is gonna go. <laughs> I might just honestly, I might just leave all this in. <laughs> why not? This is good. Why not? Good B-roll content for the people. They deserve to get what they want. So. Actually, yeah, I've just decided. I'm going to leave it in. So that said, this is my as yet unnamed podcast about nothing, random things, in which I talk to people that I personally find interesting, that hopefully other people find interesting too. Mostly oh, hockey people because of course, but... No pressure. <laughs> Taylor, you're interesting. So just accept no. it and okay. we'll just continue with that as kind of like a stipulated fact because it is. Okay. Um, Today we have Taylor Baird, who is one of the writers for Defending Big D. Are you the site manager of Defending Big D? I'm the site manager. I'm I'm the head lady in charge. Selling you short there for about to say something else. (laughs) (laughs) So Taylor is uh, the site manager at Defending Big D, which is the Dallas Stars blog on the SB Nation Network. Also one of the best named blogs in the history of the internet for several extremely immature reasons on my part. But Taylor also works um, for an NFL football team. So she has both feet in sports on different sides 
of the river. I don't know where I was going with that. All right, hang on. Let me clarify that. I don't actually work for an NFL team. I work for a company that is owned by an NFL team. Um, it's a I do sports feasibility studies. And so basically what that means is we go in and we assess how many luxury suites should you have? What should the price of your season tickets be? And all of that good jazz. And then we basically package it all up and say, this is how much revenue we think you can do if you build this facility. Here's how much it's going to cost you. Here's your gap. Figure out how to fill it. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So, and we do that for all levels of um, sports. So everything from professional down to coll collegiate, down to minor leagues, down to your local youth sports complex that may seem kind of silly that you have to go out and study like whether a soccer field should be put in, but you do. So it's actually <laughs> way more interesting than working for an NFL football team. It is. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's, it's interesting work. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's very stressful. Um, and, but also um, I'm just a small sliver of the company. Uh, and what I do, the, our company is also a hospitality company. So, yeah, it's not looking so great when all the sports mm. aren't hold. Yeah, it turns yeah. out um, sports are not feasible in the face of complete societal <laughs> collapse. Who knew? Somehow also, I just always took for granted. <laughs> that we would have something. Yeah, I right. think everybody kind of did. This is... You know, this isn't anything that I think anyone ever could have foresaw or even thought would happen. I mean, hell, we've all been, uh, I hope, if you aren't, you please do so immediately. Practice your social distancing. Stay at home when you, you know, like, don't go out to the bars. If you're one of those people, I will judge you so hard. Yes. Just want you to know. Um, but yeah, so I don't think we all, any of us could have foreseen what this was going to do. It it is uh, completely uncharted territory. I think for everybody. I was talking to my mom this morning, and she was like, I have never in my life experienced anything like this. She's in her 60s. So this is weird and wild stuff for all of us. But how have you been filling the space that used to be filled by hockey? <laughs> um, well, I'm doing a lot of, like, household chores that I don't normally get to do. Uh I think it's kind of weird to say uh, in the sense of, so I'm credentialed actually here by the Dallas Stars. Um, and this year I actually, this is my first, this is so great. This is my first year being a member of the Professional Hockey Writers Association. So, I mean, I guess if we ever get to award, season awards, I'm going to get to vote on them, maybe. Um, but yeah, so good timing on that front. But um so I'm at every home game. I try to attend, you know, practices on the weekends so that I can go in and do interviews and have those conversations with the guys to kind of help better inform how we view the game and how we approach our analysis. And so what that means, though, on top of working a fairly demanding job is that I'm literally never home. <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. So this is the most I've seen my home probably since December when I was sick, not coronavirus. I just had a cold. Um, but when I was sick in December, like, and then my company closes for a week and then it magically lined up that the Dallas Stars had no home games for that entire week also. So it was like five glorious days of what do I do with my life? 
But now I get that times however however long this is going to be. So yeah, so I'm catching up on some life stuff. Um, I need to do my taxes. Yay, adulting. Um, but you know, there's other things that I, I've been able to do. Like I'm working on a um, hockey movie and wine pairing story because I like wine and I like hockey movies. And I am feel extremely like ready for this. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I like both of these things too. So, you know, like, so exploring some new and unique, like, content that maybe we wouldn't necessarily have found the time to do during the grind of a season, because it is a grind. Even if, you know, I mean, I'm at every home game, except, like, when I can't possibly physically make it. So, even though that's only half the schedule, it's a lot. (laughs) And, um... It's just a lot of time, and then when you mm-hmm. add that on top of the job, it's you know my days on on game days they would my days would go from I'd leave the house at seven thirty seven forty five in the morning, and I wouldn't roll home until you know midnight. So, yeah, yeah. I was talking with um Brad, the first episode of this weird show that I did, Brad from Our Site, um, and we talked a bit about that, like I about how I don't think people who read our stuff or listen to our podcast or follow us on Twitter because we do this stuff. I'm not sure that people fully understand the time commitment and also the fact that like most of us aren't doing this for money. Like we do get some, but it is not a lot. And it's certainly not commensurate with the amount of time that we spend And most of us started doing this for free. Like, I worked Mm -hmm. for Broad Street Hockey for a very long time for absolutely zero dollars. And it is a serious commitment. And there are times during the season where it gets to a point where it's like, I don't, it's like a Tuesday, I'm tired, I had a long day at work. Because, again, all of us have full-time jobs on top of what we do here. And, like, I just don't feel like paying attention to hockey, but I kind of have to because it's, a thing that I've committed to and it it kind of does get to be a whole thing and then you get to a place like this where you have even it's even different from summer because I feel like in summer there's still some kind of hockey stuff going on that consumes a bit of time and right now until you hit August yeah like August August is, is the one month where there's literally nothing but, but, I mean, but yeah. I, think, I feel like, you know, a lot of us, we have an idea of what that offseason looks like, right? Like, we go, okay, this season is now ended. Let's finish up our season's season work, and then let's look at who the team should go after in terms of, you know, players or what holes do they need to fill, who's coming up from our minor league affiliate and could potentially be that person, mm-hmm. you know, what – what holes organizationally need to be addressed in the draft and who should we be looking at and where are we drafting? And I mean, there's like a whole set of off season content that you kind of already know is going to happen. But Mm -hmm. what's so weird about this time is, well, you don't necessarily want to do your off season stuff because we don't know if we're actually in the off season yet. Um, And then if we do actually see the NHL come back and play some games or, you know, finish out this season or play the playoffs from this season from this year, then you don't want to blow through all of your off season content right now either. Right. Right. (laughs) So it's kind of crazy. And I guess uh, not a lot of people probably think about this when they just read the stories that we post on our sites, 
But, you know, there's a lot more thought that we put into what content we're putting up and how we're approaching things because there's all of these other like considerations that you have to keep in mind because if we are in the longest off season of ever, um, then, you know, that's even more weeks for us to fill content wise. And it's already a struggle in August. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the weird up in the air holding pattern where it really is like you pressed pause and now we're all just like frozen in time, like a saved by the bell episode. And we don't know what to do. And it's it is and so we're writing things like this is the wine that you drink with the hockey movie or here are the Netflix shows that your favorite Broad Street hockey writers are binging during this empty space in our lives. And it's just like I'm kind of in a way trying to embrace it because I know that nobody really cares about what we're doing with our personal lives, but it's kind of hilarious to pretend that now at this point. It's we're just in like a big broad street hockey real world house and like people are just going to pay attention to our boring everyday lives because we have literally nothing else to do. It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, for some of us, you know, our jobs have basically ground to a halt. You know, I'm lucky in that mine hasn't. And I still have things that I, I fill my days with and mm-hmm. you know during the work week. But, you know, I went from being oh my gosh, I'm working until 10, 11 o'clock at night <laughs> to, I get to do one thing at a time <laughs> because if I don't, then I'm going to end up being bored out of my, my school. So, um, but you know, like, so there's still some sense of normalcy, but again, it's kind of like you said, like who wants to know what we do with our every day? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> we're so also, what does my every day look like when I'm not at the rink, you know, seven mm-hmm. nights and 10 days? What yeah. does that look like at all? And I guess for me, I'm kind of rediscovering myself a little bit. That, that sounds really cheesy, but, but that's kind of what I'm doing is it's like, oh, well, you know, what are the things that I enjoy doing that I haven't been able to do since, you know, early September when training camp started and for me actually and so I'm gonna get a little real here (laughs) this is okay I don't mean for this to come off as like whatever it's we're gonna go with it so the way that my season actually started um it was in the middle of training camp and I literally got a message that my biological mother um was dying oh and sorry well, no, it's okay. So I, and I say biological mother and it's a very specific phrasing because I had no relationship with this woman. Um, she gave birth to me, sure. But when you say mother, like that kind of conjures the idea of, you know, the, the woman who like picks you up when you scrape your knee and comforts you and everything. And I had none of that. Um, yeah. I was raised by my father and my grandfather and both amazing men. And, you know, obviously they did fine. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but so when I got that information, like, I'm literally about to interview, I think it was like Ben Bishop came out next. And I'm sitting there trying to like handle or get a handle on or kind of grasp this concept of, well, my parent is dying, but like... Mm-hmm it's not my parent in the traditional sense. And so for me, a little bit of this kind of break in the hockey season allows me to kind of deal with a little bit of some mental health things that I probably should have been focused on a little bit more. 
Um, but you kind of allow yourself to get caught up in the season and, and the day-to-day of that. And then you get to kind of push it back and not have to necessarily do the work, so to speak, to kind of mm-hmm. deal with everything. So so in a lot of ways, I, I and I and I want to put that out there because I feel like it's important for people to understand you know, that, well, A, who are people that actually go behind this stuff? All the content that you guys read were actual people. Yeah. Um, and so some of us, you know, are, are dealing with things and we may not want to put it out there all the time or whatever, but, you know, so like being able to have this time for myself is just huge because there are things that like I need to kind of deal with on that front. Um Luckily, I've already done a lot of that work in therapy years ago, mm-hmm. but um, it's still a little weird when knowing that, like, there's never going to be a thing um, anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, you know, I hope that people who are struggling with anything, you know, my DMs are always open. Y'all can find me on Twitter. If you want to talk about anything, please feel free. Um if you send dick pics, I will immediately block you just FYI. But, you know, like, but, but like, I hope that we all take this time to kind of recognize that and then also to support each other and understand that this complete upheaval of our lives could have very unknown mental health side effects. And I hope mm-hmm. that we're all checking in with each other and taking our own temperatures and making sure that we take that time to step back when needed. Okay, yeah, we I'm, can get off of the less serious stuff now. Well, I mean, I, I am. I mean, I know it's probably. First of all, it's probably hard to say that kind of stuff out loud. At least in my experience, it's hard to say that kind of stuff out loud. So, I appreciate you saying it. Hopefully, talking about it helps a bit. But you're absolutely right because not being busy. First of all, for me anyway, is the best way that I am able to completely ignore any kind of mental health issues that I might be having ongoing or whatever. It's just very easy, like you said, when your time is filled with activities and deadlines and things that you need to do and lists and all that kind of stuff, it's very easy to just let all of that be what you focus on when in the background there's stuff kind of festering that you ought to be looking at, but it's like, nope, don't need to, got stuff to do. And you're right, like, I decided, I, I'm not a religious person, but I, like, grew up in Catholic school, and so kind of just out of tradition, every year I give something up for Lent. Mostly because I like the challenge of deprivation, because I'm a fucking weirdo, but um, <laughs> it's just a thing that I do. It's, like, got nothing to do with, like, religion or Jesus or whatever, it's just a thing that I do. But this year I decided to give up Twitter, because I am constantly online like I'm the person that with every empty space that I had I would be on my phone reading Twitter and I Mm -hmm. thought to myself like this is probably not the healthiest way to live let me try to give it up and see what happens and (laughs) yes and how's that going (laughs) you're right first of all a terrible like a first of all I took full advantage immediately of the uh Sundays aren't really Lent like bullshit rule that people I was like well I get on Twitter on Sunday it's totally fine so first of all like I I never really completely logged off but also like yesterday got to the point where I'm a little bit lucky in this in the sense that right now I'm living I have roommates so I do have humans to talk to but it, it got to the point yesterday where I was just like feeling so chatty 
and no one was really around and I didn't want to bug anyone that I've been like chatting to all day and I was feeling like lonely and anxious and weird and I was like I'm I'm gonna I'm going on Twitter like I have to just like get things out of my body and (laughs) unfortunately Twitter is like the easiest way that you can just like vomit all of your thoughts out onto some medium and then they're gone but it is like such a weird time that I don't know it is weird like I'm trying to learn how to do things like crochet which is going hilariously badly Um, (laughs) I was gonna say I gave that up like 10 years ago there's no way I have no patience for it or something yeah I don't know I I don't know why I keep trying to make myself and I yeah I I don't know why I keep trying to make myself like into a crafts person and it's just like I do it for 10 minutes and then I get so frustrated and annoyed by the fact that I'm bad at it that I like simply don't continue. And so now I have like a thing of yarn and a crochet hook that's just kind of like hanging out in the corner of the room. And I'm like, "Ah, I should probably try this again, but no, I won't. And then I'm like, you know, baking things and reading books and like just doing all kinds of weird stuff that I never really did with any regularity before. And it's both good and bad and weird and lonely and it's everything like, is so in, weird. But in some ways, don't you kind of feel like those are activities that you may actually do if you were a real person? <laughs> you know, right. like like if you didn't have Broad Street Hockey, if I didn't have Defending Big D, you know, like if we actually had the free time that most normal functioning adults that we know do, you know, like... And it all comes back to the idea that, you know, so many of us, we approach, yes, they're blogs, but we try, we take them so seriously because Mm -hmm. we want to be taken seriously. We want our work to be taken seriously because if I'm going to put the time into it, I don't want it to be some, you know, like, oh, it's that girl with the blog, you know, like, I want people to look at me and say, oh yeah, no, she knows what she's doing, which actually kind of funny story. (laughs) So... This was right prior to um, the season putting being put on pause. It was a Saturday before the official announcement, and the Dallas Stars had lost like their fifth game in a row or something. Because let's be honest, the Stars were sucking it up majorly at the at the end right there. And so, I asked a very pointed question of the coach, and I said, "You know, can you tell us what you are doing?" to inject creativity into the offensive zone. And he looked at me and he goes, I don't think I understand your question. And I was just like, I don't know what how else to be like more specific. <laughs> and so I kind of like, you know, like you do the thing where you go, okay, uh, let me try it a different way. Um, hearkening back to my tutoring days where I had to find different ways to explain things to people. So I, repeated it in a different manner and then he gave me some bullshit whatever non-answer um and afterwards my twitter blew up because it gets broadcast after the game um on our fox sports southwest the fox sports affiliate here Mm -hmm. and everybody goes oh my gosh who was the woman who asked the question and i was like Hello. <laughs> Hi, it's me. me. Uh, the only woman usually there. Yeah, that's me. Um, and they were like, of course it was defending Big D. Like, they always ask the tough things and they were never like, 
you know, this, you know, rah-rah kind of outlet. And and I took a lot of pride on that day, even though I was like, what did I do? Why is my phone blowing up? Um, <laughs> which is always very nerve-wracking when you're trying yeah. to write a story. And then all of a sudden, Twitter is like, hello. And I'm like, oh, hello. Um, but yeah, so like, I want... I want that to be the case. And so we put so much of our time into this quote hobby that people seem to think is a hobby. And I would definitely not, not label it that, but um, you know, because we all want to be taken seriously. So Mm -hmm. if you weren't doing that, maybe you would be a crocheter. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I doubt it. You don't seem to type to me, but you know, but maybe you would, I don't know. Maybe you would read more books. Maybe you would have a reader or a baker. I mean, who knows? Right. Yeah. We've been doing it for so long that it's kind of like, I've forgotten what it is to not have this. Exactly. Like it has been for me, I think almost 10 years that I've been doing this. And it is is actually my, I think this might actually be my 11th season. Oh, wow. Good for you. April 09 is when I came on board. I I can't remember if it was 2010 or 2011, but it was right around there, I think. It's been, we're dinosaurs. In the blogging world, we're dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. It had about, like, six months. (laughs) I think it was 2011 because it came... After I had created a joke Facebook page called Dan Carcillo's Mustache that somehow ended up with like 8,000 followers on Facebook <laughs> or f- friends or whatever the fuck you call them on Facebook. And uh, I did that during the 2010 season. So it was definitely after that. Okay. <laughs> Put the timeline. It's it. still but a yeah, long it time, like, though. <laughs> it is. And it's, and you're right. This, it has become kind of like, even though I'm, not one of our main writers. Um, I'm the person that kind of puts together the website most days. And Mm -hmm. I do take a lot of pride in like making sure that we have writers that are putting out good content and making sure that people are reading that content. And like, I get stressed out when I see that our morning link dump, like yesterday had you know, 800 comments and today it only has 300. Like what the hell's going on? Do people not like the links? Like, is this bad or what's happening? And it is, a we, we don't own these blogs, but in a way they're like ours. And we oh, yeah. feel that's so my much. Baby and nobody's touching my baby. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like I have had times, especially during the, the dark ages of Dave Hackstall and Ron Hextall. There there got to be some times when it got to be such a slog and things were so bad that I was like, well, maybe this is the time that I just, like, step away and just go back to being a regular sports fan person. But yes. then I thought about it and I was like, yeah, but then who would do this and who would do that? And, like, yeah. <laughs> theoretically, like, I mean, in all honesty, somebody would step up and do those things. Somebody else would do them. But then, like, I would wonder how they were doing it. And were they doing it correctly? Were they doing it the way that I would do it? Are they paying as much attention as I did? And it's like, yeah, I can't. I can't yet. This is still my thing. And I don't. do it. Yeah, I can't do it yet. It's it's so. It's it's good and bad, I think. But mostly good. I mean, yeah. I think it's, it's mostly good. And I was right there with you. I mean, I lasted an entire season of Ken Hitchcock, and I, I think I told Steph afterwards, I was like, I would like to walk away now. <laughs> I'm done. Mm-hmm. 
there's no more fun happening ever again. Yeah. And then this season was like, hold my beer. I was going to say, like, seriously, the Dallas Stars have had the craziest year. And I guess it's only fitting that, like, this pause happened in the middle of it because... I mean, what else could we possibly have done? Let's let's recap for a second. They started the season one nine and one. Yeah, one nine and one. That happened. Mm-hmm. Um, then they went on a fourteen one and one stretch. They had like the highest win percentage from November through February of the entire NHL. But because of the hole that they had dug themselves in the first eleven yeah. uh, games, you probably didn't know. Most people didn't know that or care. Um, and then, oh, and then what happened after 14, one and one, you fired your coach, which, oh God, that was wild. Blue, and yeah. nobody has, and to this day, nobody around the organization that I have spoken with actually knows what happened. Um, yes, huh. things came out. Jim Montgomery went into rehab and has apparently like been working on himself, which hooray for him. I hope that as a person, he, figures that out because I lost an uncle to that and yeah. I would really like to not see history repeat itself but at the same time nobody knows like what the instigating situation was that actually led to him being fired yeah. um so like and from what I understand there was an incident um so like mystery still yet to be solved and so then they do that. Then they so then they name um, Rick Bonus our inter- interim coach. Then like less than a month later, we're hosting the Winter Classic, the biggest one outside of Leafs, uh, Red Wings up in the Big House in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Eighty eight thousand people, and nobody thought that that was going to be a thing. And t- like legit, I went down. And so, like, one of the great things is um, about being part of SB Nation is every once in a while we get the opportunity to cover a league event. And mm-hmm. so the NHL credentialed me for the for the Winter Classic. So I got nice. to do that. Um, and that was so cool. Um, and so, like, I went and I was talking to the chief. Oh, I'm going to probably say this wrong. I think I want to say he's, like, chief content officer or... Like, he's the guy, he's the guy when it comes to Winter Classics. And he said, you know, usually around now, this was about two weeks in advance of the Winter Classic, he's like, usually I'd be telling assembled media to, um, you know, let people know that there were still some tickets available. And he goes, not this time. <laughs> like, we had sold, wow. we sold that thing out to the point where they had originally talked about not having all of the upper deck of the Cotton Bowl open. And they opened everything. Um, yeah, that was a really like, impressive turnout, I thought, for that event. And, like, we had a huge portion of Nashville fans that came in. And every Nashville fan that I saw walking around my city was just like, hey, we're here to have a great time. And, like, they were all, like, it was, like, jovial back and forth banter with each other. Not, like, we hate you and are going to throw batteries at you. <clears throat> Philadelphia. <laughs> Um, but like, you know, like, I like, honestly, you could not do something like that with a Cowboys Eagles game, but <laughs> yeah, like at all, but like stars and, and predators fans were all like, we're two teams in the South and we're doing this. This is awesome. And it was such a great event. And I think that, you know, on TV, at least it, 
it pulled off so well. Um, it really and did. in person, it, I mean, in person, I can't even describe the reaction that you have hearing like 80,000 fans yell stars during the anthem at the same time. I mean, like chills. Um, or full body chills, as my favorite podcast would say. Um, so, yeah, so like, so there, so yeah, so then we had that, and then they decided to suck it up here at the end. They had pulled within, you know, they were like tied with St. Louis for top in the central division, and then all of a sudden it's been like they've cratering. So thankfully the pause happened, but I mean, what a wacky season. Yeah, that is a, a, a big a time roller coaster. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> so yeah, so it's been re- really crazy. Um, so I, I, I hope in some ways, like, maybe we're getting all of our weirdness out in one season. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly get weirder than anything that has happened? What else could happen? Well, I mean, I guess there are some things. We did have one player tested for COVID-19. Um oh. Yeah, Alexander Radulov was sick for the two or three games prior to the pause happening. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, oh, we're going to test him. And I'm like, y'all don't seem very, like, concerned about that part. And so I don't know if he had all the symptoms, but maybe he had some. Um, but it came back negative, so obviously they were not super concerned with good reason. But, but yeah, like, it's just... <laughs> Man, I hope we get everything weird out of the way. Like, I would just, like, one nice easy season to cover preferably with lots of winning because that's when it makes it the easiest to cover did you did you feel like the I know that they weren't doing well at the stop but overall this season like I know that um Mike and McCurdy was like super high on the stars to start the season I think they were his pick to go to the cup um yep do you did you feel overall like that they might have made some noise in the playoffs I think so. Um, and honestly, I feel like Dallas might be in one of the best positions if we are to see a playoff happen in the NHL because they kind of play this grinded out style of hockey, which is very difficult to do for an entire season. But that's what the playoffs kind of become. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a scout basically tell me at the beginning of the season, he was like, yeah, Dallas plays playoff hockey. Um, the trick is going to be getting there um, because it's not it's not the prettiest to, to watch. <laughs> it is not. Um, and but like but the fact that you've been doing it all along, you don't have to flip that switch or you don't have to then refocus in on your on your details, as the guys like to say, um, you know, like they, they've already been doing that all year so right. and also we're old so break, <laughs> <laughs> you know like maybe they'll re-energize the joe pavelski and ben bishop and all of our guys that are over 30 yeah i mm-hmm. i go back i'd like to forth. think so yeah i don't i just don't know what I, at this point the playoffs would look like like the the longer we go I don't know. Like, the more unlikely it feels like you see a full Stanley Cup playoff, right? I mean, yeah. Because they take eight weeks mm-hmm. to finish. Unless you do like a back to back, which 
I mean, how many teams are going to be concerned about that because you have this big layoff and then all of a sudden you're going to be playing back-to-back hockey games no, and with teams bad. being worried about, you know, injuries and things like that. And in some ways, I mean, this might be the healthiest playoffs we ever see. Maybe you won't hear about the guy who's been liter- like skating literally on a broken foot yeah, and has to be like taped into his boot because he can't do it otherwise. I mean, you know, like so in in some regards, maybe this would be actually like a really exciting playoff because you have all these players healthy and like ready to go. But also it might be the ugliest playoffs, too, because that first round, every team's going to be like shaking off the rust. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't see a way where you can come back and play any regular season games at this point. No, there's just, yeah, they, I mean, they would go all the way to September. And then what does next season look like? Like you're buttoned right up yeah. against training camp. And that seems problematic to not have any off season at all. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like... And so then do you shorten the season next right. year? And then what does that do in terms of, you know, salary cap? I mean, the salary cap's probably already fucked. Let's be real. Yeah. For next year. And then you've got all the the whole thing with like the teams that went all in on rentals at the deadline and like what do you do with them? Do they get some kind of compensation? Like I yeah, don't know. Cuz that was literally like what you got maybe like 3 4 maybe 5 games out of a guy that you got at the deadline cuz it was right just, like 2 weeks before. I mean that's yeah, like what what do you do with all the conditional picks and like you know, how do you Mhm. How do you deal with that? Do you push it back a year and just be like, okay, well, just kidding, condition on next year. (laughs) Like, I don't know. But then what if that, like, player was an unrestricted free agent and he's not with that team anymore? Should they be held to that standard of if we make it to X round of playoffs and such and such player plays X amount of games or whatever? Like, I mean, there's so many. It's going to be a mess. uh, Like... (laughs) I don't see how we don't um, I just don't see how they don't just say all right points percentage and apply it to everybody and then the top eight teams or whatever in both conferences that's what we do yeah I don't believe this whole 2014 playoff whatever situation like that I hate that and I cannot believe a player actually suggested that that had to have been from somebody on like the Winnipeg Jets or something because they're like, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you keep us out by 0.001% or whatever? They're going to miss it by. But at the same time, I mean, you played nearly 70 games. I, I mean, yeah. you can't say that you got gypped in the sense of, I mean, you played seven eights of the season. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not, I mean, it, it's not like we're at a halfway point. Like we were pretty damn close to the end. Right. So, like, might there have been some teams at the bottom that might have snuck like in? Maybe a wild card. Sure, but you know, if if uh, I just don't see any, I don't see any other way that you could do it besides the points percentage thing. That weird players messy mix up thing. I don't know how that would possibly work. I mean, and the maybe only we're maybe we're just saying that because both of our respective teams are comfortably in a yeah, right. Spot and we're not one of the ones that's on the outside. That's true. If, for it. if the Flyers were a bubble team, I might be a little bit more, 
you know, pissed off about the fact that we're just cutting it where we did. But like, I mean, if I were a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, I absolutely would not want that to happen because they're in a playoff position right now by mm-hmm. one point. But the Islanders below them have two games in hand. So like Columbus won't make the playoffs then. Like that's an implication. And it's not just I want to see my 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 favorite players play in the postseason. That's also revenue that clubs are going to miss out on. Um, whatever that revenue kind of looks like, who knows? But I mean, playoff games bring significant money in. So it's more than just what do fans want to see or what do players want? It's also partly driven by business. So, I mean, it's a complete mess. Uh, And honestly, I mean, would it surprise any of us if they just said, you know what, we're just not awarding the cup this year? I mean, Mm. no. I can't imagine them actually doing that, but I think it's a possibility. I think it's a, I mean, if this, if this kind of like locked down, no crowds stuff continues like well into may they might have to because i i mean they are obviously also concerned with the integrity of next season and you just can't go that far into the summer and expect that next season won't be impacted by because then you know if somebody gets hurt in the stanley cup final really badly they don't all have of a sudden, the season to rehab yeah right like all of a sudden instead of you know taking the summer to heal and rehab a broken leg or something now they're missing like the first six weeks of the next season because it's beginning mm-hmm. immediately and it's like that's bad <laughs> all of this is bad everything's bad seems see, everything is bad seems Just bad then, well okay speaking of everything is bad guess what uh-huh. what my birthday is on tuesday <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> so and i'm actually like I'm, birthday ever well, it it's might not be fun. like you. Sh- everyone should throw you like a Skype or Google Hangouts birthday party. Number one. Yeah. First of all, yeah. People let's should all do be happy mailing you virtually. gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I should do be mailing like gifts. gifts. <laughs> I do like surprises. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, I guess my birthday is canceled this year, <laughs> 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 along with a lot of other things, which is fine. Maybe I'll just be in my current age for another year. I'd be totally cool with that. Um, yeah, I, I decided to stop aging um, when I turned 26, so. Exactly. You can totally I'm just decide to do that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that is the age yeah. forever. But, yeah, so, yeah, so it's, like, all really sad. And I know that's such a first-world problem, and I get it. Like, Mm-mm. it very much is. But <laughs> it's it's okay to be sad about the loss of, you know, being able to do something like that. Like, it's that, okay. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't like the idea that people have to diminish their own feelings because they're not as bad as what's happening to somebody else. Like, it fucking sucks that your birthday is happening during (laughs) a worldwide flu pandemic, pandemic. killing people and fucking everything up. Like, you're allowed to be super pissed off about that, and you're allowed to be whiny about it, and you're allowed to be a baby about it, and you're totally allowed to feel those feelings because they're real and they're valid. Like, I had a whole bunch of travel planned for this month. Yeah. I'm calling it my most irresponsible march. It was the March of Kelly. I was going to go fucking crazy, and I was ready for it. And as soon as my first, like, a 
three days actually after I booked my first flight, this shit started this happening. This all happened. And like oh, I was no. gonna go see Pearl Jam in a bunch of different cities. They canceled their tour, and then like everything else started getting weird <laughs> and can And it was just like, okay, You're so just like, am wait, I dying? But I wanted no. to be un- responsible for a minute, <laughs> right? Like, at, like, am I dying? No. Am I sick? No. Am I gonna lose my job? No. Am I really whiny and pissy about the fact that my fun got ruined? <laughs> Absolutely. And I don't think that anybody should have to apologize for those feelings. Like, you can have two thoughts in your head at the same time. Like, you can feel bad for people who are really going through it, and you Correct. can also be whiny mm-hmm. that your birthday is canceled. Yes, I can recognize my first world problems. You know, it's kind of funny. I should have known. I should have known that something weird was going to happen this year outside of the fact that the Dallas Star season was already fucking bonkers. <laughs> my One of my best friends is getting married in November this year. Luckily, hopefully by then everything is all settled oh, and we're able to actually come together and celebrate her. But we had, she decided um, that she was going to enter to be able to run the London Marathon. And she won the lottery. And so she was like, hey, I'm going to London for this. Let's make it my bachelorette party. Oh, no. So um, the London Marathon is supposed to be uh, April 26th or something around there. Oh, um, no. And uh, so we booked a whole trip. And I was supposed to be in London. Um, and Scotland for 10 days, right smack in the middle of the playoffs. So good timing. (laughs) And that was going to be like the first time I had ever taken more than like a couple of days off from work. Oh no. (laughs) And now I'm going to be here. Oh no. Practicing my social distancing, but like, you know, it's cool. I can always go back to Europe. It's whatever. I hope it's still going to be there, hopefully. I mean, it's, I would like yeah. to think it's still going to be there. But who knows what it looks like yeah. when we go. But, yeah, so, like, I don't know. Everything is weird, crazy right now. And we're just all trying to entertain ourselves, which is why we're talking about nothing. Exactly. Speaking of, I'm going to move us into what I have decided is going to be my favorite part of these dumb podcasts, which okay. is when I ask people the type of ridiculously stupid questions that you would ask a stranger as the opening line on a dating app. Excellent. Those questions are hideous and nobody likes them or cares about the answer. But somehow, I, mean, I guess in some ways, like, hooray, we're not doing online dating right now because who wants God. to try to find that in the middle of all this? <laughs> any, any reason to not have to do that is all right by me. So do you have any pets? I do. I have a cat. His name is Xander. And he's adorable. So if there were a movie made about your life, which actor or actress would be Xander's voiceover? Xander's voiceover? Yeah. Of my life? Oh my gosh. (sighs) Okay. This is going to be really weird. But I'm going to say a Vander Holyfield. Because Xander's <laughs> middle name is Holyfield. <laughs> because when I got him, I named him Xander, and somebody at my office said, oh, like a Vander Holyfield. And I was like, yeah, sure, Vander, whatever. <laughs> um, so 100%, that would have to be it, because, I mean, that's kind of his namesake, so. 
That is yeah. amazing. That's very random. <laughs> I Like, you could have given me 10,000 guesses. <laughs> oh, would nobody would ever get gone. that one. No one would have ever gone there. <laughs> what is the nerdiest thing about yourself you're willing to admit? Nerdiest thing about myself I'm willing to admit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Am I a nerd? I mean, I guess I nerd out about things. Um, I kind of <laughs> everyone's a nerd we're all a nerd in some way um okay so like I get super nerdy this is gonna be so weird um I get super nerdy about cat stuff and by that I mean all of the gifts that my friends have given me so somewhere along the way I became the cat girl and I have no idea how (laughs) Just like one birthday, one of my friends got me something cat related, and I thought it was awesome and funny. And then now everybody gets me cats. Every birthday, every Christmas, I get something cat related. So I probably look really weird. And gosh, no wonder I'm single. But um, yeah, so I guess I, I nerd out on my cat stuff. I like to show off the weirdest things that my friends have given me. So recently. My best friend who got married back in December, I was the maid of honor at her wedding. She went to Thailand for her honeymoon, and she sent me a cat crossbody purse. That's kind <laughs> she's of amazing. Like, I found this, and I thought of you. And I'm like, well, of course you did. Because <laughs> like, all of my friends now just associate me with cats. <laughs> and what's really funny about it is I'm actually much more of a dog person. Mm. But I recognize that my lifestyle does not benefit a dog. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I would not be a good dog owner, and I recognize that about myself, and I would never want to put a dog in my apartment who is alone for that many hours a day, but, like, cats are just, they're like, fuck you, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, so I got a cat. I'm a people. I mean, I'm a dog. I'm an animal person in general, but yeah, yeah. So I guess I nerd out on on cat things. Now, never would have thought I'd say that in life. <laughs> I I generally reject the idea that you have to be a dog person or a cat person. I had both. I had two cats and a dog at one point. They were both enjoyable for different reasons. Like, can I just be a fur baby person? Thank exactly. You. I like yeah. four legged animals. I would probably like all, almost all, well, okay, let me rephrase. Not all four-legged animals because there are definitely, like, armadillos I can 100% do without. But that's a Texas <laughs> thing, I guess. Texas problems right there. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen an armadillo in person, but I would imagine that if I did, Dude, I... They're creepy and gross. They're so like gross. It. And then also they carry a disease. That, I think it's Lyme disease or something. Oh, they yeah. They're, like, carriers of of stuff so they're actually like dangerous to be around <laughs> just, the, just so you're aware oh leprosy that's what it is oh oh my god yeah the carrier is a leprosy so you're not supposed to go near them that seems like a like a good reason not to because that's some like uh ancient bible shit like nobody needs to get leprosy in 2020 <laughs> no no nobody needs that we well, gotta so, like so when you go camping in Texas um, at night, 
because they're nocturnal animals, they, they come around. And so when I was younger, in my younger years, um, I was out camping with some friends and I heard something and I was like, oh my God. And I mean, I had the biggest panic attack because I was like, an armadillo is coming into my tent and I'm going to catch the disease. Like, I want no part of it. And that's probably about the time I realized I was very much more of a city person than a country mm. girl. That'll do it. <laughs> I feel like that'll do it. Okay, the last thing that I'm going to do is another thing that I decided during the episode with Brad that was going to be a regular thing on this ridiculous show is that we're going to do a fuck, Mary kill. And I did okay. I did the Flyers coaching staff with Brad, but I'm going to do players with you. So fuck, Mary kill, Roman Pollock, Corey oh, Perry, oh, no. and Joe Pavelski. Okay, well, I guess Joe Pavelski is my fuck, because <laughs> <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't want to kill. Well, okay. Um, all right, so murder. <laughs> I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to go totally against the grain of every Stars fan probably ever. I think I would murder Roman Pollock. <laughs> Although I'm not sure I could take him, like, at all. Um, and I... No, wait, wait. Kill. That's kill. <laughs> Mary. I would marry Corey Perry. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, see, that's not the way that I would have gone. I'm like, easy. Push Corey Perry off the top of a building. He's dead. <laughs> Bye, Corey Perry. That's easy. Um, and then I would probably... I would probably also fuck Joe Pavelski... And then I would marry Roman Polak because I feel like he would really appreciate you being nice to him. That is true. He's okay. Like, all right. So since I'm around the guys, it's like so weird to even think about that (laughs) with these players, like at all. (laughs) But like Roman Polak is actually one of the nicest human beings. And that's why I kind of feel bad when people like kind of, crush on his play but maybe that's the same thing too about Corey Perry having been in the room and actually had conversations with Corey Perry I can say that his off ice personality is nothing like his on ice um and so maybe that's where it comes from for me okay. like it's, no, I get that it can kind of be like yeah cool um <laughs> like it's, I I can now separate the person from the player <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's but also I, I like to be um I like to be different. So yeah. So I went <laughs> against the grain. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh wow, what a, I was I was like, oh she's gonna put out like Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan, no and, like way. Bishop, and I'm like, oh well, those are easy. <laughs> that's not hard at all. <laughs> you get the most random people on her roster. <laughs> That was the idea. Oh At least I didn't wow. coaching staff like I did Brad. I made Brad do the coaching stuff, which was a little you know, bit weird. Honestly, like that would be even weirder. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I couldn't remember who the assistants were, and so I looked and I was like, oh, that's ah, I'm going to do players. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Taylor, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the line? Sure, you can like find them. me on Twitter at Taylor D. Baird. D is in Diane. That's my middle name. Um, and then uh, over on DefendingBigD.com, you can find all of our work if you ever wanted to know anything about the Dallas Stars. Yay! This Yay. was great. 
Thank you so much. I can't believe we talked for almost an entire hour. That's amazing. I can just get going, man. Like, growing up as a military kid and constantly moving around, I can literally talk to walls. That's amazing. See, I knew you I knew you were going to be a good person to do this with. So this is great. Thank you so much for <laughs> indulging my nonsense. Yeah, sure. <laughs> anytime, anytime. I hope people find it interesting. Me we'll too. See. I hope people I hope people are enjoying this and then uh yeah. Everybody, uh, wash your hands. Stay away from people. Yeah. Hug your dog. Hug the dogs. They're the only ones you're allowed to hug right now. Um, yeah, the dogs, of course, remain the superior species, and they cannot contract this stupid virus. Just remember, distance of a llama between you and the next person. That is an excellent frame of reference. I yeah. haven't heard that yet, but I like it. Yeah, llamas are about six feet long, so yeah. Do like the Canadians take your your debit card to a hockey stick and use that to pay for things. Just generally stay away from people. Enjoy the time (laughs) off. (laughs) Hopefully we'll be back to talking about hockey soon. Taylor, thank you again. Yeah, thanks for having me.